two of the Cougar Sports Show. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, coming to you from the University of Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Each week, I sit down with USF coaches and student athletes to get the latest inside scoop on all things Cougar sports. Today, I'm here with USF head volleyball coach Dan Matthews, along with redshirt senior Jordan Ham. Guys, thanks for joining me today. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. So Coach Matthews is in his third year here at USF. In the past two seasons, he's already led the team to an appearance in the NSIC tournament. Coach, let's kind of recap your preseason. Yeah, so our philosophy in the preseason is, you know, we want to win as many games as we can, but that's not really the focus. Like, we're trying to figure out who we are and what we're good at and where we struggle. So in that respect, I I felt like it was a very successful preseason. We started uh, in Kansas City playing at Rockhurst and William Jewell. We went one and three. We weren't super fired up about being one and three. We felt like we could have done a little bit better. And so we kind of took that into practice last week and worked on a few things. And um, we were much happier with the, the result in Colorado, going three and one. We beat Dallas Baptist, who's a really good team. They were receiving votes at the time. Um, and our one loss came against Colorado Mesa, who's a perennial powerhouse in Division Two. They were ranked, I think, number 14 in the country when we played them. Okay, wow. And they swept us, but but the, the, the sets were really close. We lost by two points, two points, and three points. So it was a, a very even match. Yeah, Jordan, how do you feel like preseason went? I feel like it went fairly well, like Coach said. Um, just trying to work, get all those kinks out. But overall, the team is really strong in just our connections and supporting one another, which is awesome to see right away. Sure. And you have five new freshmen this year. Mm -hmm. What has their role on the team been so far? I think that that they've been integrated pretty seamlessly into the group. Um, Even though the the year is really um, young, you know, we've only been going now for three weeks. Um, They've been on campus for like a month and a half. So they've been training with the older players since mid-July pretty much Mm -hmm. um they came for our camp week and then they just stayed and so like yes they're young and yes they're freshmen but there really doesn't seem to be much of a gap between them and the rest of the team we have a few players that are contributing right away faith van eck stepped into a defensive specialist role for us so she plays three rotations in the back row as a server passer and defender um and she's been really good right away Kylie Tangan has played some outside hitter for us. I think she's been doing really well. It's it's not an easy adjustment going from high school and club to college. All of our freshmen learned that, you know, pretty early on. I think Jordan would say that although COVID was a bummer, that extra year of preparation was was pretty important just for being ready to be mm-hmm. a absolutely, you know, a starter in the program. And so they're contributing. They're awesome, but they're they're also at the start of a of a pretty sharp learning curve, and I'm excited for them to go through that experience. Yeah, sure, Jordan. How do you feel like the team's changed with five new people? I mean, mm-hmm. I think about on soccer, we have our we have our largest roster ever, 26, which is still not large. But mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, how many? What is it? 12. We have 15. 15. 15. This 15. Year. Like this year. obviously, you guys all are going to be really close. Yeah. What's, what's it been yeah. like? Um, so this is actually the smallest roster I've ever played on, and it's also probably the most competitive roster as well since I've been here. So that's been awesome to see. Um, just like Coach said, I mean, it's tough coming in. It's a whole new game, but they're all filling in very well and um, feel comfortable asking questions, which is awesome. And as upperclassmen and leaders, we just hope to be supportive there and just kind of help them get used to all the new things. 
For sure. What do you feel like the team excelled at coming out of this preseason? Like looking back on your games, what do you feel like you guys did really well? The the stats tell us that we blocked really, really well. Over the past couple of years, maybe it's just because we stress it so much in practice, but we have been an elite blocking team, especially in our conference, but really nationwide. And that seems to be holding true for this season. Offensively, we made some changes. In the past, our offense has been very, very fast, maybe the fastest in conference. This year, we've slowed things down just a little bit, thinking that we can put some hitters into some some more consistent attacking positions. So making that change took a little bit of, you know, there was just some adjustment um, associated with that change. For those of us who aren't super familiar with volleyball, like what do you mean by slowing down the attack? So like setting are hitters higher, a little slower. So they have more time. They have more time. Yeah, like the set is a little more loopy. Okay. Um, So that that takes a little bit of pressure off the defense, but the trade-off is that then our hitters are in a much more comfortable attacking position, and we can think they can hit it harder and with more range and and maybe do some more creative scoring stuff. Gotcha. Um, So I I think we did a great job at making that change. Um, I would say first game, of course, is those first game jitters, you know, the nerves, anxiety, all that stuff. But um, we've only played eight games so far and just our connections on the court and the confidence that I've seen um, my teammates grow has been tremendous. So that's also awesome to see. Great. Yeah. Can I say something about that? Yeah, go ahead. So in our last match in Colorado, we were playing a team who's a fine team. They're a good team, but we're just a little further along than they are right now. And so everyone got in and everyone was able to play. And the the level of excitement from the bench for the people who got into play was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone was supporting everyone. Yeah. And it, like everyone was super fired up for everyone else. And I just think that that's kind of different for us this year and probably different for most teams. Mm-hmm. Like we're competitive with each other. Like we're trying to earn starting spots, but we're also super excited for each other and, mm-hmm. and very supportive. And that's just, it makes it such a pleasure to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a tricky balance to find because you want to push each other, but you also want to be the one that's starting, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about the team culture a little bit. I mean, how has it changed in the four years that you've been here, Jordan? Yeah, so coming in, I came in with different coaches, so that was different, but then COVID, so that was its own craziness, and unfortunately, there's more separation than I would like to admit, just upperclassmen to underclassmen, but then within COVID, we got our new coach. So then it was the adjustments of new coach, new players, um, new techniques, all that stuff, which I think ultimately was kind of hard on the culture just because people were used to different things and didn't really know where we were going. But um, since then, the culture has changed tremendously. And um, I'm very thankful that it is where it is now. Yeah, I think part of the reason that the relationships were a little more strained a couple of years ago is only because of COVID. It's not mm-hmm. like the culture was bad or the people were bad. In fact, the people were awesome. Mm-hmm. It was just a very challenging situation and hard to build quality relationships when you can't hang out with people all the time. I would say that although it's different, the program went from a good place to a good place. Mm-hmm. It's a different place, but it's a good place. I think that just comes, like like Jordan said, with adjusting to the identity of, of a different staff. But I really can't stress enough that it went from, from good to good. It's a little bit different, but it went from good to good. Sure. What are some of the team's core values and strengths? Like what, what do you guys like reiterate in the locker room and things like that? Um, I honestly think a big thing for us is just we're not always necessarily trying to win. 
but it's we're trying to get better. And in that game, if we did lose in five sets, yeah, the score wasn't exactly what we wanted it to be, but were we actually improving on our skills and improving what we talk about in practice day after day? Um, it's probably a big talk that we have after the locker room. And then just support also, like Coach said, just this past weekend, it was really cool to see everybody get in. So we've really worked on just being there for each other um, and trying to push each other in practice, even though it's hard to be that person of like, hey, I expect more out of you. But um, in the end, that's going to pay off. Yeah, I think every coach you talk to is going to say that their team culture is good, right? Like mm-hmm. no coach is going to say like, oh, our culture stinks. Don't be a part of what we do. Everyone's <laughs> going to say it's good. So you need to find some way to kind of read between the lines. And for me, what that means is I think teams who overachieve, that overachievement needs to be attributed to something. And teams that underachieve, that should also be attributed to something. And often it's the intangibles of team culture that allow a team to outperform their expectations. So if you look at our record last year, we were picked to finish 11th in conference. We finished sixth. We were the underdog you know, in a lot of matches that we won against teams ranked not just in the top 10, but the top five. And so that to me is kind of a reflection of like, well, what's making that difference? And, and I really think it's culture. So let's kind of touch on last season. What was your record? Our conference record was 14 and 6. Our overall record was 18 eight, and 12. 18 and 12. And I mean, I looking at volleyball in the NSIC is <laughs> insane. Like, mm-hmm. like you'd said, consistently ranked teams. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Concordia came second in the nation last year. What? And they're number one right now. Wow. (laughs) They are a perennial powerhouse, correct? Nine national championships in the last whatever years. Seven in a row. It's incredible. Yeah, and you have to play them every year. Mm -hmm. How do you prepare Mm -hmm. to play against a team that you know is probably the best team that you could possibly face? Yeah, Jordan, do you want to enter that? I'll I'll start. Yeah. I think one thing that we also talk about is just the process. So trusting our system, I think, is huge going into those games. But also, like, we have nothing to lose. Like, these teams are ranked top 10, top 5, like, all the pressure's on them. So then trusting, like Coach said, our culture and just then our system um, to kind of help guide us through that is kind of what I would say helps us for those top games. Yeah, we prepare for those matches the exact same way we prepare for every other match. Like, we want to win. We'd much rather win than lose. But ultimately, that's like not where you put your attention. You just put your attention on being prepared and practicing as well as you can and having things in the best place they can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And then you play the match and you know either it goes your way or it doesn't. And you learn from it and then you continue to try to improve. Yeah, there's not some secret for playing these, you know, top-ranked teams. You just kind of keep doing what you're doing. And if you're doing the right thing and you have faith in what you're doing, then sometimes it works out. Mm -hmm. And you said you were ranked 11th last year. What were you guys in the preseason polls this year? Sixth. Okay. And I felt better ranked 11th. Yeah, I did too. Honestly, I'd rather be the underdog. Yeah, I I love operating from from that kind of a, a position. But ultimately, rankings are, it's just like, you know, people saying stuff. They're not real. And I don't think we put much stock in either what we're ranked or what someone else is. We just kind of go out and do our best. And that's where it starts and stops. For sure. And so this is going to come out on Thursday, the day that you guys have your first conference Mm -hmm. game against Winona. What what are your expectations going into this game? What do you think, Jordan? You know, conference is tough. And you can't go into any game just thinking, oh, we beat them last year. Oh, they're this. They have this record. It comes set to set, point to point, ball to ball. And that's just kind of how it is in the NSIC. So preparation is going to be huge, but also just going in with the mindset that we have to give it our all as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I think that sums it up. Um, 
the NSIC is tough, but like, so what? You know, you just show up and play your absolute best game and train as hard as you can possibly train. And then you live with what happens. If you look at the last two years, we haven't lost to Winona once. So we feel good about that. But like, they're really good and they're receiving votes mm-hmm. in the national poll right now. And they could very easily give us a tough match tomorrow. And so, yeah, you just go in and play your best and whatever happens, happens. Sure. Who, we kind of touched on this a little bit, obviously, with talking about what a powerhouse the NSIC is, but who are the biggest competitors within this conference? Mm. Jordan, who do you who do you fear playing? Who do I fear? I mean fear is the wrong word. But like who gets your competitive spirit going the most? Honestly, probably Duluth. I hate losing to Duluth. There's something about him. There's something about him. Yeah. I, I mean great coach. Yeah. I, great like, program. I totally. mean they're so competitive. Nothing but, but respect. But yeah, there is something about probably it's because we, we didn't have a great match yes. against them last year in the conference tournament. So yeah, it's we're very we feel like that would be a team that we would really like to beat. Mm-hmm. And, and again, there's I wouldn't say there's like a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Great, great coach, great mm-hmm. program, excellent players, nothing but respect. But I would very much like to mm-hmm. like to get our first win against that program oh, because yeah. we haven't beaten them in two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other teams? I mean, I think, half the conference. Yeah, really I would everyone. Say, I, mean, I want to beat them. But. Yeah. Uh, the thing that's cool about the NSIC is that the programs are all very competitive, but there isn't one program in the league that I feel anything negative towards. Yeah. Like the rivalries are all very healthy. Mm-hmm. We have a ton of respect for every other team and every other coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is a pleasure to, you know, just to be a part of. I think that the Augie-USF rivalry <laughs> is a hype. Yeah. Like to us, you yeah. know, they're just another team in the conference. And, you know, that's the way we think about them. And I'm sure that's the way they, they think about us. Yeah. You know, but I would say that that win against Concordia last year was pretty sweet because mm-hmm. they were in the top of the league. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Looking at the roster this year, who are some returners or newcomers that are really going to help lead this team and stand out? Well, Jordan's one of them. Um, Jordan Ham, Jordan Cooper, and Caitlin Kellner were freshmen in 2020, so COVID. during COVID. And Caitlin is the only one leaving our program after this year, um, and she has stepped into a very important role. She's a libero for us. Jordan Ham and Jordan Cooper are, you know, not just massive point scoring weapons and uh, re- really good blockers, but I don't know. There's just something about the way you guys bring a sense of presence to our team and the way you bring along the younger players and make it safe for them to make mistakes. It just really does something. It's, it's, I don't know, some intangible thing that just makes the environment what it is. I, it would be a tough place without the three of you, Jordan, Thank you. Jordan and Kaylin. Thank you. Yeah, and last year you guys actually had the NSIC Freshman of the Year too, mm-hmm. Sadie Boss. Mm-hmm. What what is she bringing this year? <laughs> Jordan, she's a spitfire. She's awesome to play with. She is one of the most competitive people I've ever played with, which is awesome. But um, she's also a great teammate and going to be there for someone. So again, like we have a big sophomore class playing, which is still somewhat young, but um, they have a year under their belt, so um, they're all going to go out and ball with us this year, and mm-hmm. it'll be awesome. Sadie's crazy (laughs) as a player. Like if you just walk into the gym, she's so unassuming Mm -hmm. and quiet. And she's little. She's She's little. Physically little. Yeah, she's not. Well, relatively speaking. Yes, relatively speaking. Bible world. Yes. Um, And then she just like turns it on and does this stuff. And Mm -hmm. and as a coach, it's like I can take no credit for that. That's just Sadie being Sadie. (laughs) You know. But we have we have some other players in that class that are you know equally as important. All three of our setters are sophomores. Liz Mm -hmm. Cop, Elise Gillen. Davis Getterman. Courtney Holstein is a right side who started as a freshman and, you know, also made a strong case for being NSIC freshman of of the year. Am I forgetting anyone in that class? Courtney Sadie and the three setters? Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
And so, yeah, Sadie, Sadie gets a lot of the attention, rightfully mm -hmm. so, because she's a super effective player and very fun to watch. But that class, I think, Sadie would be the first to tell you that she's nothing without her four classmates. Mm -hmm. Is that pretty standard to have five in a class for volleyball? Three to five. Yeah. Four probably is the sweet spot. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. What's the goal for conference this year? Jordan? Mm, I guess... I would like to say like my goal is to make regionals and then to make the championship and of course there's all those but honestly I would love to beat teams that we've lost to and still beat the teams that we won last year and just kind of um, put a name for USF. I feel like everybody kind of overlooks our program but I would love to just have that chip on our shoulder and just kind of dominate some teams that probably don't come in ready for what we have. So Pete Carroll was a head coach at USC football and then he went to the Seattle Seahawks and was really good there. And he says that if your goal isn't to win the championship every year forever, then like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> and I think that's kind of true. Like we just, I don't know, goals are awesome and you need to have goals, but also just win the championship every year forever, you know? Um, and that's kind of our attitude. We just take it match by match. And I guess if we were to speak a little more tangibly about goals, we talk a lot about trying to make it to the NCAA central region tournament because mm -hmm. we've now made it to the conference tournament getting out of the tournament is really hard mm -hmm. so that's kind of the next step for us and we do talk about that specifically in practice but most of our attention is just on what we're doing right now and getting better right now looking at um regionals typically how many teams make out of the nsic are able to get bids without winning the conference typically four so the central region is the NSIC, the MIAA, and the GAC. And last year, there were four from the NSIC, three from the MIAA, and one from the GAC. There have been years in the past where it's three NSIC teams and four MIAA teams. The MIAA is good, very good. They have like Washburn and Kearney and Northwest Missouri Sorry. State. Mm -hmm. and Central Missouri, I think, mm -hmm. is in their conference. So yeah, they're very, uh, depending on the year, equal or sometimes better than, than the, uh, the NSIC. You've made it to the conference tournament once since coming here. Let's talk a little bit about where you were before coming to USF. Mm -hmm. Why'd you take the job here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, gosh, how far back do you go? Uh, <laughs> after, I, I played in college and that, you know, it was cool. Uh, and, then I, and then I played five years of professional volleyball after college. I was in the Middle East for a year, Spain for a year, and Switzerland for three years. And um, while that was awesome, it's a difficult lifestyle to maintain. Then I had like this three-year period where I was finished as a player, but hadn't yet really sunk into my role as a coach. So I coached men's volleyball for a year, and then I was a Division One assistant for a year, and then I took a year off. And that experience taught me like, yes, for sure you want to coach. So now like, let's get into this thing. I also knew I wanted to get my master's, and, and so I started coaching at a school in my hometown so I could kind of like be around my family. I hadn't been around them since I was 18, really. Mm -hmm. uh, coached men's and women's volleyball in the NAI for four years while getting my master's. And then when that was over, it was kind of time to look for a higher level. USF was open. I knew that the NSIC was awesome. I came to learn that USF is a school that can recruit high-level players just because of where it is and the academic profile. And, and I just think it's a really good place. So it seemed like the pieces for success were in place and, and that just made it an obvious yes for me. Awesome. Yeah, Jordan, I know it's kind of a while ago now, <laughs> but let's talk about your recruiting process. Yeah. I know um, Coach Matthews didn't didn't recruit you, mm -hmm. but why did you choose to come mm -hmm. here? So I did play club in Sioux Falls, so Sioux Falls itself was familiar. Um, but then 
Um, the NSIC itself, I think, is really what drew me was just the competitive level. And from where I came from, small town, I was like, oh, are you going to go D1, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that didn't become as such a key for me. It was more of the level of play. So being able to play in this conference has been amazing and knowing that that level is what I had hoped it to be. And then um, the school as well, just the community around a small school is something that I um, was looking for and just to be able to connect with professors without a hundred other students sitting in the classroom with me. I think that a lot of a lot of us here would say mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kind of close this out by talking to any recruits that might be listening. Mm-hmm. Why should they come and play for you (laughs) oh gosh i think usf kind of has the best of both worlds it's a smaller academic environment where it's very easy to succeed at the things that matter you'll know your your professors personally easy to find them in office hours easy to get tutors easy to make connections because Mm -hmm. you're not just one face of a thousand Mm -hmm. in a crowd you know and so we have all those perks of a smaller campus but at the same time we're not isolated the way some small campuses Mm -hmm. are We're two blocks away from Augustana, which creates a really cool college atmosphere in Sioux Falls. And the town itself is like a quarter of a million people and there's a ton of stuff going on. And and so you get kind of the best of both worlds, I think. From a volleyball perspective, uh, you know, my guiding, I guess, principle is I've never met a team or a player who plays better or learns more quickly when they feel badly about themselves and their experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. So... Like treating people well is not just the right thing to do ethically, but like competitively, it's a must. People just aren't going to, you know, perform if if they're not fired up. Now, I'm sure I have my bad days, you know, but taken as a whole, generally speaking, I I think our players would say that like it's a pretty holistically healthy environment that offers a lot of autonomy to our players while, while still demanding a certain degree of, you know, competence. For sure. Jordan, you have anything to add? Um... I would say just getting to play at a high level and then um, with a supportive staff, but also like finding your best friends on a team is something that I've experienced. So if you want that, come to USF. (laughs) Awesome, guys. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Cougar Sports Show. You can listen anytime on Spotify with new episodes dropping every Thursday. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, and I'll see you next week.